0: On this week's podcast, Dan and Drew are tackling the most requested topic up until this point. You're listening to the Pigskin Podcast. Welcome to the Pigskin Podcast. Ball in the air and it's intercepted. A weekly podcast about all things football. Up on his first throw and only football. Every week, we'll go in depth about each team and deliver the best hard hitting topics. Touchdown! Now, Here's your host, Andrew Walker. Happy Thursday, everyone. Welcome to the Pigskin Podcast. I'm Dan, and that's Drew. I'm here. And this week, we are going to be releasing our first mock draft. It is our most requested topic up until this point. By far. And we're happy to do it. Now, I will say, going through all 32 teams, some teams were really easy, and some were really hard. Yeah because they have so many needs and to be able to say, okay, what need do you address first? It was difficult. Now I want to preface this. This mock draft to everyone listening is based solely on the current draft spot. We're not including trades. This is going to be straight up one through 32. I understand there's a lot of people out there that want their team to make a trade. We're not doing that. We're going to go. If, if t- every team stays put, That would be entirely too confusing, and it's more than likely than not that a team will stick rather than trade away. There are three teams that don't have any picks in the first round. That's the Rams, the Seahawks, and the Texans. And I actually have some players or some positions of need that we will address. So even if you're a Rams, Seahawks, or Texans fan, you can listen to this mock draft because we're going to address the needs that you need to address in the draft. For the mock draft, there are three things that we are going to cover. Obviously, who they draft, their team need, and then here's why they are drafting that individual. But before we get into the mock draft, big news that just dropped Uh, a couple days ago. And we're actually able to talk about it on this week's podcast. This is the first time that we get to talk about news when the episode comes out. Thank you, J.J. Watt, for your consideration. The Arizona Cardinals were completely out of left field. Not even on my top five, maybe even top 10 team. I was very surprised that Arizona made such a large push for him. Now he's getting paid a ton of money. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams had apparently had given him more than than mm-hmm. the Cardinals did. I know the Colts were one of them. Colts were one of them. I think the Bills were one of them as well. Titans were in that area. That is a lot of money to be giving someone who's not like he was in 2015. Do I think that he's going to play at a high level? Absolutely. Do I think he's going to be all pro like he has been? No, I don't. I think he's just been played with injuries. The fact that he's older, you're going to a completely different scheme. Now, your defense is significantly better. I think the Cardinals defense is way better than it was in Houston. Mm-hmm. He's not going to have to do as much. Chandler Jones is an absolute stud in Arizona. I think it's a good fit for him. I was just surprised that he went with the Cardinals. And even though his talent is not the same as it was back in 2015, his leadership presence and the integrity that he brings as a player, you never have to question J.J. Watt's drive and his commitment to the game. Mm -hmm. So that's also good for them. And he sent a text to Kyler Murray and said that he believes in him as quarterback. So even though J.J. Watt's on the defensive side of the ball as a quarterback, it must be really encouraging when someone who's on the other side of the ball wants to come to your city because he believes in you that much. Other NFL news we've heard, it's been reported, that Alex Smith and Washington will mutually decide uh, that their partnership is over. We discussed it last week that we feel that somewhat that Alex Smith was a charity case, if you will. Uh, so this isn't a surprise to me that they've decided to release him a year after coming back. Now he's not very happy with it. I think he's not happy with it because he knows he probably won't start for another team. And if he does, it's probably going to be a bottom tier team that has so many holes that it might put him in jeopardy of getting hurt again. I don't see him being a starter in NFL again. If he's not going to start for Washington, I don't see him anywhere else just because there's a high possibility he might get hurt again. I don't wish that upon anyone. It's just the reality of the league. There's, Two big names that I'm kind of surprised. And I'm not saying that they're they're big time players, but Kyle Rudolph gets released by the Vikings Mm -hmm. after 10 seasons. He I think he's gonna be a high commodity within free agency. He has a lot of experience. He has been, obviously he's past his prime, but he had a high ceiling at at one point in his career. One of the best in the league, not anymore. Kyle Van Noy with the Dolphins. After one season. Signed a big offseason contract exactly. before last year. And he was not happy with his release. He wasn't happy. But there are a lot of teams that he can go to because of Patriot ties. Mm-hmm. And even maybe back to the Patriots. Maybe back to the Patriots. I think that would be a great fit for him. Russell Wilson. Who knows what's going to happen with him? It seems like it's getting a little rockier. Same with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun said he's not wanting to go back to Houston. Russell Wilson. There are rumors. He hasn't, he hasn't said it. But there are rumors that he wants to leave Seattle too, and he would be okay with going to Chicago. I mean, if Russell Wilson was to be able to go to Chicago, holy cow, that division, whew, that'll be really fun to watch. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, if he's like he was when he first started in the league, and and Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, who's great when he's not playing in prime time, and then just the last thing it just dropped is that the Saints are possibly trying to shop Malcolm Brown, which when he was in New England, he played pretty well when he's played well at the saints. I don't know if they're going to get a lot out of him, but I think that they're trying to help with their cap situation, which is terrible. And I would say he was probably, he's probably top 10 defensive tackles in the league. Maybe actually at that 10 or 11 spot. I don't think he plays like he did in new England. It's a much different system, but I think he's still going to be highly sought after, but because the saints are trying to get him a trade for him. I don't know if teams are going to be willing to give a high draft pick. Know a second or third round for him. I think it's probably going to be a third day picker in that regard. That's all NFL news. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of the podcast. What everybody's been anticipating that's the mock draft. Now, Dan and I fortunately have a lot of friends that support different teams. So, what I did is I texted all my friends individually and said, Hey, we're doing this episode, we're doing a mock draft, we're going to give our picks and predictions, but who would you like to see on your team? We like to include people on the podcast, makes you guys feel included, but also given a different perspective other than just our two uh, thoughts. No offense to uh, our mutual friends. And I actually did something a little different. The way I I structured my draft is we don't know what the free agency situation is going to look like and whether players will be resigned. So the way I did my picks was I went based off of the needs that are glaring from last year. And while we aren't doing any trades for this, I will mention teams that I could see trade out. Uh, you know, so even though they're going to make a pick, I'm going to say, well, you know, I think if anything, they're going to either trade back or they're going to trade this pick in general for a premium player on a different roster. Um, so I'm, I'm curious how you did it because we don't know each other's picks. This is, yeah. we're going at this blindly. Well, and you touched upon it. I didn't include free agencies either. I can't play this well, this individual might come back or they might go to this team. I didn't do all that. That's just, that's hypothetical. I'm going with what I see right now. What is the biggest team need and what they need to address? Starting at pick one, the most obvious, probably the most secure pick in the entire draft. The Jacksonville Jaguars for are picking years. one. Yeah, for, for years. For years. I mean, this is, the, the Jaguars, you know, that, that franchise has had some hard years, but even they have a brain and this is a no brainer. Have to, we're going, I'm sure is going with me on this. Trevor Lawrence, QB Absolutely. out of Clemson. Mm-hmm. Now the team needs, I put on my notes, everything? <laughs> That's good. Question mark? The whole roster. Like they need a quarterback, yeah. offensive tackle, cornerback, tight end, safety. They need it all. I think the only thing they don't really need is a kicker. Yeah, it's probably, <laughs> they got a good kicker. Yeah, Lambo. And why I think that they're going to draft Trevor is because he's a generational talent. He's a great leader. He's had huge success in college. And Urban Meyer is going to want to set the tone when they need a quarterback, which they badly need one. He's not going to screw this up being a first-time NFL head coach. He's got to nail it. Mm -hmm. I think one of the only positions they don't truly need is wide receiver. Some people do. I saw that. I'm like, no, they have really good young wide receivers. Yeah, next year. I said that a couple weeks ago. Like, look at their wide receivers for fantasy this coming season. Like, with Trevor Lawrence throwing to them – Yeah, they've got some great young wide receivers, but Drew and I agree on the first pick. Second, the Jets, New York Jets, J-E-T-S. I'm pretty sure we're going to go different on this. You might be surprised by this pick. So in traditional mock drafts, it's they're going to pick a quarterback. Okay, I personally have not given up on Sam Darnold. The Adam Gase era is over, and I think he needs an opportunity to show himself Exactly. Not without uh, Adam Gase. I see them trading back in this in this situation because the the pick that they have, they don't need to pick this high for this position. This is typically where you get the quarterbacks. But because we're not doing any trades, I think they need to get the best wide receiver, and that's Ooh. Jamar Chase. Ooh, Chase has faced some excellent talent in his collegiate career, and he, they desperately need a wide receiver in New York. So I, I have them going, Jamar Chase at number two. I've been on the Sam Darnold train for a long time. You know that. I'm not one to give up on him either. I think Adam Gase and what he did in in New York was embarrassing. Team needs wide receiver, cornerback, defensive lineman, edge, and tight end. I'm going with Penn Seawall. Offensive tackle for Oregon. One of the best offensive linemen in the entire, probably the past 10 or 15 years. Mm -hmm. He's a slam dunk overall top offensive lineman. They need help for Sam Darnold. They haven't allowed him to be successful yet. And just because you draft a quarterback, it doesn't fix your other problems. Mm-hmm. They have to address the trenches, and they need right. to draft the best tackle by far. It's yes. a significant drop-off from one to two. And I understand it's a second overall pick, and it's not flashy. It's not fun. The Jets got to address the offensive line. Well, remember years ago, I can't remember the exact year when the Chiefs drafted Eric Fisher. Yeah, and everybody got mad. that, But that worked well for him. They did. And he is still on that roster for them. Mm-hmm. So... We know that you work in, you start in the trenches and work your way out. And like Drew has said weeks ago, when it's been you know speculated that maybe Deshaun Watson could go to New York, you have so many other issues that you need to address. And that's why I think, and I know a lot of Panther fans because we have a lot of friends who are Panther fans, they get mad when we say, when I say Deshaun Watson does not need to be traded for. As much as Carolina wait, wait, supposedly will give up. Wait, wait, let's let's get away. They're number eight. So okay. we'll talk yeah, we'll about that more at number eight. But number three. Number three, we have the Dolphins. And I actually went with Panacee well here. Uh, the Makes Dolphins sense. could try and trade back because the Bengals could threaten to move up. Because the Bengals desperately need O-line help for Joe Burrow. So I could see the Dolphins saying, Hmm, Look, if you want to trade with us, you can have number three. We'll take number five. But I think the Dolphins will either go wide receiver here or offensive lineman. And who's the happiest? The Dolphins because of mm-hmm. the Texans. Because this was the yes. pick that Laramie Tunzel situation went to Houston. Houston decided, hey, let's sell everything we have for Laramie Tunzel. Now, so- you and and I, your two and three pick, you and I are swapping. Because I'm going with Jamar Chase. Wide receiver out of LSU. They need a wide receiver, offensive tackle, running back, edge, and interior defensive lineman. They're going to want to be more physical with Chase. Smith is great. Devontae Smith is great, but he is significantly smaller in weight size. And I think they they want to go with someone who's a little more physical. You know, you and I have the same top needs for the Dolphins they either need an offensive lineman or they need a wide receiver and they're going to go one of those two at this pick I think so they have to protect Tua or they have to provide him weapons it's got to be one of those two at this very first pick Seawall would be great for Tua who knows it might be able to develop a relationship but as far as number four I think the team in the top 15 that is in the best situation possible because I think you are obviously top five pick but you have a great offense and because of that The defense is the the glaring need they need to address. They need an edge, tight end, linebacker, cornerback. They need it all. I know tight ends on the offensive side, but you know what I mean. Now, Arthur Smith wants to set the tone, and he understands defensively they have a greater weakness than they do on offense. Linebacking core needs help in the middle of that. So I'm going with Mika Parsons, linebacker Mm -hmm. out of Penn State for the Needy Lions. Atlanta has to go defense, defense, defense in this draft. Offense was not their issue this past year, mm-hmm. and as Drew addressed, they are in a great situation because you have, you know, this is an offensive league now, and and gunslinging, and Matt, Matt Ryan, he's a great quarterback to have under center, so that's not where I'm putting my pick with the Falcons. I say they need to grab Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech at corner. You have some gunslingers in the NFC South. You got Tom Brady. As of right now, Drew Brees, still don't know that situation, but he's still there. And he's working out, though. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I saw that. Yeah, the video the other day. And then at number eight, when we have the Panthers, I'll talk about my pick there. So they need a lockdown corner, and I think this is where the Falcons go if they don't trade back. Uh, That would be great for them because, again, offense is not their issue, and because they have a top five pick, I could see this team more than any other team in the top 10 moving back just because of their situation. Number five, we have the Bengals and I wrote down their top needs. I only have two wide receiver and offensive tackle. (laughs) You probably have two. I only wrote down two because I, again, I said at the beginning, I picked their most glaring issues and AJ green. We don't know what his situation is going to be, but even if he does stay, he can't stay healthy. So they need a wide receiver for Joe Burrow. And again, he was sacked more than any other quarterback last year in the span of his playing They have to get an offensive tackle or someone on the offensive line. Tackles are far greater in this draft than guards and centers. So the Dolphins, they'll be taking Panay Sewell, and it'll be a big blow to Cincy in this draft, but there's plenty of depth at the tackle and O-line position, and they can get one in the second round. So I have them going wide receiver here, and they select Devontae Smith. Okay. A.G. Green has been riddled with injuries, and it never came together with his talent and having a talented QB. So I'm not relying on that situation with green. I'm picking Devonte Smith from Alabama. I understand the offensive line is extremely deep in this draft. You still have to address your biggest need. And that by far by the biggest gap is offense alignment. Their needs for me, offensive lineman, cornerback edge linebacker, tight end. Seawall went number two, they must draft an offensive tackle or guard. Doesn't matter. You cannot wait till the second round. I, as I spoke about earlier, well to the next lineman is a is a big drop off, but it's still not a bad you know number two guy. And I'm going with Rashawn Slater, offensive lineman out of Northwestern, big physical lineman can help solidify that line and start to accumulate over the time. Honestly, the Bengals are so bad on the offensive line position that they might go one and two in, in their rounds as far as drafting someone a big guy in the trenches. I could see that, but like I said, you know we know Seawell is the overall the best tackle O lineman in the draft, but it is so deep in that position in this draft versus wide receivers that I they're going to be picking at the top of the second round, so pick a tackle at that position and get one of the best wide receivers possible at this position in the first round. I understand that, but because there's so many offense alignment and not enough quote unquote skill players that are high caliber, I have some tackles that are going to come out in the first round that might be going in the second or third round because there's, you know, people are going to start grabbing these flashy players that don't need tackles or guards. And then it's just that, gonna- that, but that would play into my argument because the, that, that tackle is going to fall right into the Bengals hands at the beginning of the second round. Sure. Philadelphia Eagles, it, you, this, is, this is tough for me. Your your needs are wide receiver, tight end, quarterback. I do think that they, they need to have a backup because we don't know what Jalen Hurts can do. He had a very small sample size last year. Cornerback and safety are another issue. But the Eagles need to give Jalen Hurts help. Devontae Smith, wide receiver out of Alabama, has a relationship with Hurts already. Mm-hmm. They need to get a wide receiver. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't go with the the guy that I selected for them. You know, the Eagles have an aging defense, but they have a nearly non-existent weapon for Hertz. We know that they can take Sally Mae and Jimbo Jr. right off the street, put a slap of name on the back of your jersey, and then have a quarterback for the Eagles throw to them. Mm-hmm. They need someone who's going to replace Zach Ertz. He probably will not return to Philly. So I could see them taking the hometown kid, Kyle Pitts, mm-hmm. from Florida to replace Ertz. This would be a no-brainer for Philly if at this spot, uh, he is overall the best tight end and one of the best overall players in this draft and would be a welcome addition to this atrocious offense. I do agree they will need to select a quarterback in this draft, but at number six, uh, you Jalen Hurts hasn't even had a full season yet, so get a backup maybe in the third or fourth round. But number six, I don't think that they should make that investment so early, especially with the whole QB debacle they had this past year. Let Jalen Hurts prove that he can be the quarterback for the future for this franchise. Number seven lands the Detroit Lions. This is going to be the first pick for this new regime in Detroit. Now their team needs wide receiver, cornerback, offensive lineman, linebacker. But I'm actually going to go with someone that's not necessarily their team need. The Lions only had 24 sacks last season which is 26th in the league. They have to create pressure against teams in the NFC North. You talked about the quarterbacks that possibly could happen next season for them. They have to get to the quarterback. So I'm going with Quiddy pay defensive lineman out of Michigan. He's athletic. He's tall. And because you have played against big 10 teams, you've already gone against big offensive linemen. He's had success up there in the big house. So I think that the Detroit lions are going to end up drafting him. Might be a reach though. I think this might be the first reach, yeah, that I've had so far. Well, I don't think the Lions have to reach because, luckily for them, they had the worst defense in the league last year. So really, you take the best person that's left on the draft for the defense. Take anyone. Yeah. Take anyone you want. That defense was crap. The, absolutely, the worst in the league last year. With the trade involving golf, they can really focus on that side of the ball. Jared Goff, you know, n- new place. I think, I hope he does well in that situation. But I have. Patrick certain the second from Alabama. He has great technique and judgment. And you, we can all know that just based off the fact that he was a true freshman starting for Nick Saban. That tells you something It says a lot because freshmen never start for mm-hmm. Alabama. So, you know, he was a true freshman playing for Saban. So he will be a great presence for that defense. And frankly, at any, any defensive help for the lions is a plus. And there are some tough wide receivers to face in the NFC North. Yes, that's You have true. Devontae Adams, you have Adam Thielen, Justin Alan, Jefferson, Alan Robinson. Alan Robinson. You have you mm. have to address that corner position. Yes, I do like that pick. I don't have him going there, though. Just wait a couple more picks, you'll see his name coming off the board. Now, before we get into number eight, though, because we live in the South, we have a lot of friends that are Panther fans. So let's talk about what the couple of people that I've reached out to as far as who they want to draft before we get into our picks. Now, okay. Dan... One of my best friends, he's serving in the military. Shout out, Dan. He wants to not, go. Not this Dan. Some no, it's, a, it's another Dan. He wants to draft a quarterback. Smart. Smart. He, he wants to go with Justin Fields. That's fair. Okay. Now, Michael, there, there's a trending theme here. Now, other friend, Michael, big Panther fan as well. He wants to go with a quarterback as well. But he's looking toward the future because he thinks that he can be developed, but he's nervous about this quarterback and that quarterback is Mac Jones from Alabama. Oh, that that is a reach at number 8. When he texted me that, I said, "Okay, I can see that you want him to be developed, mm-hmm. but that also tells me that Teddy Bridgewater will still be the quarterback with Carolina." And he was Mac Jones, I was going to address this later when I make a selection for the team that I have him on. He has his stock or his draft stock has risen because of his senior senior day performance. Mm-hmm. Had a really good week but in I don't, there. But I don't think it's number eight worthy. I don't either. They don't trust Teddy Bridgewater. I don't believe that at all. They're going to want someone else. And because this quarterback has fallen to what most people's boards would say, I have to go with Zach Wilson. QB out of BYU. Athletic, intelligent, mm-hmm. fast. He looks like he could take on anyone. He looks like he has no fear in his eyes. I love that. Their other team needs, though, are offensive tackle, cornerback, and tight end. I don't have them as a need for quarterback. I think Teddy Bridgewater has not been treated fairly, but because I believe they don't trust him. Well, I think he needs to to get a clean slate somewhere else. Your treatment is predicated upon your talent, and he doesn't have the talent for that. But I think this is the first pick that you and I actually agree. Ultimately, I think the Panthers are going to trade this pick to the Texans. They're going for Deshaun Watson. You don't clear all that cap space for and for no reason. I know a lot of Panthers fans are getting are willing to get rid of CMC just to get Deshaun Watson. Heck no. Please, 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 please. Let's be reasonable here, people. I know that you desperately want Deshaun Watson, but let's not sell the farm here. CMC is the best running back in this league. You don't have to get rid of him to get Deshaun Watson. And I know that's what our other friend Tyler wants. He wants... And even other Deshaun, I, Not just yeah, him. Not just him, but others. Our, our close friends... They want Deshaun Watson. They're willing to sell the farm for that. I hate that move. I think it's a terrible move. If you can keep CMC and keep, you know, uh, an offensive weapon, I think it's a win for the Panthers. But you cannot give away a premier running back. That's a generational running back within a league, especially nowadays. Can't get rid of him. Yeah, I yeah CMC. He is. I'm he is on that roster. I'm, I'm not not budging on that one. But because the Panthers are not trading, that Zach Wilson would be a good fit here. Yeah. I don't think either um him or Justin Fields will be here at number eight just because of we know the trade situations with quarterbacks through the beginning of the draft. But Zach Wilson is nearly perfect on play action. He had twenty touchdowns and zero interceptions on play action in that his looks, That looks spicy. And with uh, hello, you got CMC there. That's a perfect situation. You have exactly. the best quarterback for play action. Paired with CMC, holy cannoli. They I think if they were to pick, if Deshaun Watson doesn't happen, but with Zach Wilson, if he plays like he did in college, which we all hope when we do when, when drafts come about, that's what teams are hoping for, I could see them making the playoffs next year. No yeah. doubt would they make it with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, that that's no question. Well, I don't want to say no question because uh, I, I think they would have w- to give away a lot. Zach Wilson I think if he doesn't go number two, which I don't believe he will, he should be extremely happy here. If you go to the Panthers at number eight with what their roster has and CMC being healthy next season, I'm elated. I'm like, sign me up. And I think what's going to help hush the haters as far as wanting to get rid of Teddy Bridgewater and get Deshaun Watson, you have to draft Zach Wilson here to shut all the Panther fans up who are just like, let's sell everything to get Deshaun Watson. But the, but the consensus is a quarterback has to be a new quarterback. It's either you get Watson or you draft one at number eight. Yeah. It's going to be a new quarterback next I, year. I think either of those two are going to happen. Likely scenarios, Wilson gets drafted here at number eight. Now, at the number nine position, I'm going back to back quarterbacks. I think the Broncos need to address the Drew Locke situation. He hasn't shown he can win games. They want a winner, and they want someone who is an immediate upgrade from Locke. That happens to be Justin Fields, quarterback at OSU. I've talked about it months ago, Dan. You know my opinions on Ohio State quarterbacks. Yeah. They are not successful. Nope. I think what's going to help Justin Fields, though, is he didn't start as a (laughs) Buckeye quarterback. He started out as a Bulldog. So maybe he's going to take his Georgia roots or whatever, as far as the college, and take it to the NFL because Matthew Stafford, a former Bulldog, he's had success in the NFL. As far as OSU boys, I don't like it. But the Broncos need to get rid of Drew Locke. He's not going to do anything there in Denver. Mm-hmm. They also need to address team needs as the cornerback, linebacker, and interior defensive lineman because drew Casey, they cut him. They did. They cut him last week. And Von Miller, we addressed last week with the franchise situation. He'll just be too expensive. Yeah. But drew Locke, he's not the situation, not the answer. In Denver, it's time to move on from him. I also agree with you, Drew. Take the third best quarterback in the draft, and that's Justin Fields. At number nine, If they could get Justin Fields, they'd be quite happy. Next up, we have quote-unquote America's team, Dallas Cowboys. Their needs, it's a lot of secondary help. They need help on the defense in general. Interior defensive line, cornerbacks, edge, safeties, offensive tackle. Yeah, But we're going defense here. I'm assuming that Jerry Jones will sign Dak Prescott. If not, they'll franchise tag him. But you can go back to last week's episode. And we talked about the franchise tag situation with Dak Prescott. Give that a listen. You'll know why they don't need to franchise tag him, but they need to sign him. Mm -hmm. Because they sign him, the focus turns to their defense. And I have Micah Parsons. Drew put him earlier in the draft. I did. I think he's a great linebacker. He's a great linebacker, and that would be great. His talent on blitzing is beautiful, but he does have some off-field issues, and I think that's why he kind of comes further in the draft at number 10. But no better team to but, <laughs> to get somebody <laughs> so saying, who has I, issues with that. And I and I put that that was my point. I said, but Dallas desperately needs defensive help and they will take that risk. If any team's gonna take off field issues, yeah. um the Cowboys will be the team to do that. So I have Micah Parsons at number 10. Number 10, uh offense lineman, cornerback and defensive lineman are the biggest needs in my opinion. Because I do think they need to sign Dakota Prescott. Oh, no one calls him that. No, well, guess he what? Hey, to call himself I can't, that. You know, Patrick Mahomes' mom won't let me call him Pat, so I'm going to call Dakota Dakota, or Dak Dakota. The Cowboys' defense is anemic. You have to start with drafting a top cornerback. Dan already has him off the board, but I'm going Patrick Certain the second, What he has done at Alabama is remarkable. Anybody that goes to Alabama is already, and if already. But continuing the theme with Alabama Crimson Tide, I think that they're going to go back-to-back picks here. The New York Giants... They have to address their quarterback, wide receiver, edge, and cornerback. I think Daniel Jones needs help on the offense, and Waddle can be their number one guy. I already had Devontae Smith going earlier, so does Dan. The best remaining wide receiver in the draft is Jalen Waddle, wide receiver out of Alabama. With him and Devontae Smith, they're interchangeable, but here I'm going with the big blue drafting Jalen Waddle. I think Drew kind of looked at my notes uh, because he really essentially said what I was going to say. We know the Giants defense, they're not terrible. They could build upon the success that they've had this past year, but I think they take the third of what is considered the second best wide receiver. at Number 11, Jalen Waddle between him and Smith. It's really a coin flip. You can't go wrong with either Alabama wide receiver. And I think that's a great addition for them for um, Daniel Jones, Danny dimes or Danny bag of Nichols, whoever we get next year. <laughs> we don't know, but, uh, Jalen Watt will be a great addition from alabama A number 12 i actually do not think that jimmy g is coming back i think he's going to go somewhere else and we'll address that later because jimmy garoppolo will not be in san francisco next year i say they go trey lance shanahan gets a shiny new weapon to groom and he's the one who can sling that ball and i've got uh the 49ers taking a QB at number 12. Okay. Well, let's say he say Jimmy does come back because that's how mm-hmm. I'm drafting. I well, can't assume that he's gonna be gone. Well, uh, their needs. They need a cornerback, an interior offensive lineman, QB, Edge, Richard Sherman, and Jason Verrett will be leaving next year because of free agency. So a they might cornerback, return. who knows? Well, I but uh, Sherman said that he's not coming back. So their need will be cornerback. But I, like I said, I think they're going to go quarterback, but even if Jimmy G does come back next year, they need a QB because first off, he's injury riddled. Second, he doesn't have an explosive talent. What is needed in that division? They have to get a QB. And so I still have them taking a quarterback at number 12. Maybe they can trade out since we're not doing any trades. I still go quarterback here. 49ers. I, my team needs are QB, cornerback, offense, alignment, but everything that they do starts in the trenches. They have to protect their running game and the QB. We know that San Francisco loves to run the ball. Kyle Shanahan has showed it year after year. I'm going with the offensive lineman out of Virginia Tech, Christian DeShaw. You got to get someone that's physical and that can move the line of scrimmage, but also protect their quarterback. Now traveling down the coast, looking at the LA Chargers here at 13. They got a good. They got a good situation for them. But because Brandon Staley wants to draft his comfort, which is the defense, he's going to address our cornerback situation. Caleb Farley, Virginia Tech, back-to-back Hokies. I didn't even know that until now. They're going to get a cornerback in this draft, but their other needs include offensive tackle and edge as well. They got some others, but those are probably the two glaring needs. For the Chargers, I had, in addition to the positions of need that you addressed Offensive line and linebackers were the two that I said they need to address first and foremost. The Chargers have to keep Justin Herbert healthy and upright. He had a fantastic rookie season, and I think they go with Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. That'll be a great pick for them. Now he is shorter for a tackle in stature. I think he's six three. Uh, he's six three, but he's which got which is t- funny that <laughs> for- because on the defensive side of the ball, six three is like, hey, this is a big boy. Yeah, and that's that's an okay height for the interior. Yeah, Uh, of the offensive line, but like a garter center. Yeah, yeah, that's shorter, but he's got the talent and he can sit on the outside and that'll be great for the Chargers. I have them taking Rashawn Slater from Northwestern at number 13 and number 14. We have the Minnesota Vikings Skull Nation. They were the worst team on QB pressures last year, so they have to go edge here Mm -hmm. and what a great pick for them to get Quiddy Payne. I know that Drew has him earlier in the draft. Mike Zimmer head coach. He has got to get it together defensively if they want to compete in the NFC North. Which is funny because he's a defensive coach. He is a defensive coach, correctly. Uh, Great observation there, Drew. They need an interior offensive lineman and interior defensive lineman, safety, offensive tackle, but pass rush. Again, it was the worst on QB pressures in the entire league last year. I think that's where they go here. They do. Offensive line, interior lineman, and safety are their biggest needs to address. Their defense couldn't stop anyone. They have to start at the line of scrimmage I have someone going defense as well. Kuwaiti already have going earlier. I'm going with Christian Paramore, defensive lineman out of Alabama. Alabama, let me tell you what, they're flying off the board. I really think, genuinely, Dan, that Alabama is going to set the record for most first round picks out of a single school. This, have they said this it before? Year. I swear I, they said have. It but I'm just saying that, <laughs> the Alabama team is loaded with NFL talent. It's like it's like Groundhog Day. We say that every year. Yeah, we say it <laughs> every year. Always loaded. Now, talking about number 15 pick. The New England Patriots. Interesting situation. Who knows what's going to happen with it's Cam Newton. going to get spicy. We, we don't know. But reach out to my friend Ethan, big Pats fan. And I asked him, hey, who you guys going to draft? Who do L- you want? Life has been hard for him, I tell you. Oh, I know. I feel Rough bad life. for him. He said that his team needs are quarterback and wide receiver, understandable, and he wants Jimmy G back, which I thought was very interesting. He's had success in New England before they shipped him off. I don't know. That whole situation is just a mess because apparently Robert Kraft didn't want him to go, but then Bill Belichick did. I don't know. Say he doesn't come back. I'm still going quarterback here. I think at number 15, the Patriots draft Trey Lance quarterback, North Dakota state. They do need to address their wide receiver and tight end situation. I don't know if noon's going to return. I don't think so because of maybe possibly noon's going to want more money. If he wants something super cheap, I still think they need to draft a quarterback because who knows what the future is going to hold. Why, why not just, you know, develop him? Well, in this draft, in this position in the draft, the Patriots picking at 15. My gosh, when was the last time they picked this high? The New England Patriots, it's one of two positions, quarterback and wide receiver. You're going with one of the two at this position. Like I say, Jimmy G is coming back to New England. I didn't know that Ethan had made that point, but I do have Jimmy G going back to New England. But let's give him some weapons, even if it's Cam Newton coming back. Either of them need weapons. So I have Minnesota's Rashad Bateman. He's one of the best route runners entering this draft. And while he could be seen as a reach at number 15, the Patriots have to go wide receiver here, even if they trade back. At number 16, we have the Arizona Cardinals. The Red Sea. Patrick Peterson and Drew Kirkpatrick look like they'll be leaving Arizona. Patrick Peterson, I believe they already said he's not returning. Yeah, okay, so great. Um, my notes were um, <clears throat> intuitive. Uh, he, they absolutely will need cornerback help if both of them leave. J.C. Horn from South Carolina will run your body over. And in the tough NFC West division, they will need it for Arizona. So I have them going cornerback. JC Horn from South Carolina and their positions of need. In addition to a cornerback, they also need a running back, maybe an edge. Um, I have them as a tight end as well. Mm -hmm. Now here, which is probably the biggest drop in the entire draft. And this is not entirely, this has nothing to do with him as a person. This has nothing to do with his ability to play football. I just think that teams have different needs and therefore he dropped this low. And I think that they're going to draft the best available player left. And for mm-hmm. me, that's Kyle Pitts, tied in out of Florida. <laughs> Imagine if, <laughs> if he drops he, to 16, which gosh. I know. I know. It sounds crazy myself. I can't even believe I did it. <laughs> but I just think how, how the stars have aligned that Kyle Pitts is going to draft to 16. And if he does, what an absolute steal. Because I think he's the best offensive weapon. And I'm not talking about offensive alignment all this time. He's the best offensive weapon in this draft. He can catch everything. He can mm-hmm. run everything. Yeah. He's strong. He's physical. He's a grown man. Have you seen him? He looks uh, like he's 30 years old. Yes. And he's been playing football for 20 years. But I love that the, the Cardinals are going to acquire him here. I think he's going to be a great fit in that scheme. It'll be interesting how they use him. But number 17 Raider Nation. The Las Vegas Raiders. It's now that we have solidified that they are yeah, in, in LA. Yeah, they're in LA. I mean, <laughs> <new> <laughs> did it again. LV. They're in LV. Las Vegas, they're the Las Vegas Raiders. Referred as the desert, their team needs are edge interior lineman, linebacker. I think they're going to draft Gregory Rousseau, edge out of Miami, physical guy. He didn't play last season. He remember he opted out. Yes, he did, and I think that was uh, we we can't base off of people's decision whether they should or should not have opted out. That's a personal decision. Yeah, but based if you go based off his playing. A stud. That, was not, that was, you know, it would have been so much better for him if he did play. Sure. I mean, he's still going to be drafted exactly. in the first round. He'll be fine. The Las Vegas Raiders are, they have one of the worst front sevens in the entire league. They need defensive line help. And with a new coaching unit on the defense, they have this new regimen coming in. I think that Christian Barrymore from Alabama can come in after two stellar performances against Notre Dame and OSU earlier this year in the playoffs He was so impressive to watch, and they would gladly have him at number 17 uh, in Las Vegas. Yeah, I think those two games are the reason why I think he's going to be drafted even Mm -hmm. sooner. At number 18, we have Miami's second pick in this draft. God, I have two picks in the top 20 after last year. I mean, the Dolphins, they're sitting pretty. While they need wide receiver help, which I think they will trade back for, I can see them double dipping on the offensive line. Christian Darasol is a brick wall and going offensive line both times in the first shows. They are truly committed to their QB and protecting to a bold move year. cotton. Yeah, it's a bold move, but like I said, they need to keep him upright. And as we addressed earlier, their needs wide receiver, offensive tackle linebacker running back edge, uh, but their own line and wide receiver, are their top two needs. I'm going the opposite direction is Dan. I'm going the flashy side. Cause I said, their number one pick is going to be a wide receiver now, here I'm going running back. The first running back off the board, Najee Harris, another Crimson Tide boy. In my opinion, he's the best running back in this draft. And I know Travis Etm, he's a stud out of Clemson. We'll get there. But I think Harris is more all around, well rounded when it comes to the running back position. I think the Dolphins go double dipping on the flashy side of the ball. Dan wants to go the more traditional so, route. So which we're just double dipping. We're double, double, double dipping. dipping. But number 19, the Washington football team. Now our friend Big John, I said, "Hey John, he's a big Washington fan." I said, "Who you guys drafting?" He said, "Jalen Waddle." <laughs> Sorry, man, he is way off the board. I love your optimism, but he is not going to be there. If he is, and some team screwed up, oh, or he or some video dropped right before the draft started, yeah, he yeah, was smoking a bong or something, yeah, uh, like Larry McTunzel. But he said that Terry McLaurin needs help. I do think that he needs another wide receiver on the other side to help him take off that pressure. Their needs though are quarterback, wide receiver, offensive tackle, and cornerback. Now, the QB doesn't matter if you can't protect him, right? You have to protect this him. This is true. And I know that this pick is boring for you, Big John, but I'm going with Wyatt Davis. Offense alignment out of OSU Ohio State. You got to keep your quarterback upright. Well, the thing is they need a quarterback. So they do. Uh, but but, you know, but the you, good quarterbacks know, off the board. I know that well, I know you like well, there's one Taylor Henneke. But but I have Mac Jones going. Here. I, I like T- Taylor Henneke as his personality. I don't mm-hmm. like him as a quarterback. Okay. Uh, don't get so, that confused. Oh, okay. Uh, let the record stand. Uh, Mac Jones stock continues to rise. Like we said earlier with his senior pro day, but I can't imagine that he'll still be here at 19. Um, just because this always happens every year, right before the draft, some players fall and they, some players rise. I think it'll be a great fit for Washington. It'll be Jones and Henneke duking out for QB one next year. But I have Mac Jones from Alabama, another a Crimson Tide player, and number 19 for Washington. Number 20, the Chicago Bears, Chai town Now, John, Jonathan, who's actually been on the podcast before, called in. He said that the Bears need to draft an offensive lineman or a wide receiver, but he really wants a quarterback. I understand your pain, John. You don't want Mitch Trubisky? Neither do we. As for the Bears, though who we have drafting, I'm going wide receiver because their other needs are running back and quarterback. I'm going with Rashad Bateman, wide receiver at Minnesota. He's 6'2". He's 5 inches taller than Rondell Moore, which is another uprising wide receiver within the NFL space. I think because Moore is a lot smaller that they're going to go with the wide receiver who's who's just larger because of size, and I'm going with Bateman. I like Jonathan's thinking, and I like your thinking, uh, but the Bears... They're going to find themselves with no quarterback in the first round. So I think they could actually move back here. But regardless of their decision, they must have an offensive line to keep their QB protected, whoever that is, just as you argued in the previous pick. Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State will shove your face into the dirt. And that's exactly what they need in Chicago, especially in the division that they're in. I have Chicago going with a offensive lineman at number 20. And number 21, the Indianapolis Colts. Got another friend. He's a Colts boy, Montreal. I said, "Hey, who you guys are gonna go for?" He wants Devonte Smith, just like John. I like your optimism, thinking that he's <laughs> gonna draft that low. I understand, Montreal. You told me that that's not most likely a possibility, which it's I agree. Not a possibility. He's Let's not gonna draft based on that. now. Yeah, he's not gonna go that far. But the, he did want them to draft a wide receiver. There's a lot in this draft. I don't have them going wide receiver though. Who I have the Colts getting? is an offensive lineman. The reason why Anthony Casanzo retired, they need to replace him. So even though that they need another cornerback, which he said that they would also take, or a wide receiver, they're going to go with AVT, which is Alaj Vera Tucker, offensive tackle for USC. Yeah, that'll be nice for the Colts, but they have bigger problems. They have two wide receivers and two tight ends hitting free agency this year. So you're going to need weapons for Carson Wentz. I have LSU's Terrence I have LSU's Terrence Marshall Jr. He can play in practically any scheme that he's given, and he would slide right in with Carson Wentz's new start in Indy. I have the Indianapolis Colts going wide receiver here at number 21. At number 22, I have the Tennessee Titans. There's only one pick at this spot, and if they don't pick an edge at this spot, I question the general manager and the entire organization. This is what you need. That was your entire problem last year, and it was your problem going into the playoffs. To grab Gregory Rousseau, at number twenty two is absurd. His talent is top five, but because he opted out, that caused his stock to fall sharply. But I know that the Tennessee Titans would be ecstatic to have Rousseau at number twenty two. Titans really need offensive lineman, linebacker, edge, interior lineman, and cornerback. Titans had nineteen sacks last season. They created no pressure for quarterbacks. They must go defense here. I'm going. I think they're going to go with Patrick Jones, the second defensive lineman out of Pittsburgh. As Dan alluded to, they have to address the defense. You need to create pressure in the AFC South. They're going defensive linemen out of Pittsburgh. At number 23, we have the second pick for the New York Jets. Via the Seahawks. Via the Seahawks. Robert Saleh as the head coach with the defensive mindset, gets an excellent and physical addition to rush the passer in Jason Alway. The Jets, their needs, as we discussed earlier, they need wide receiver, cornerback, and edge in addition to a running back. But I think for Selah to get Jason Owe here at number 23, a great physical addition as he comes in with this new regimen in the Meadowlands would be great for the Jets. The Jets need a wide receiver, cornerback, defensive lineman, edge, and tight end. Now the Jets addressed the top offensive lineman in years. Now you have to address the QB situation if Sam Darnold does not paint out. The best available quarterback left is Mac Jones out of Alabama. They get their offensive alignment, then they get their backup quarterback if Sam Darnold is not the answer there, which I think he should be, or I think he can be, going Jones out of Alabama, another Crimson Tide pick. You you could put you could have a whole roster right now with how many Bama picks have gone off the board. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think Mike Jones will be there at number 23. That's just sometimes how the draft works. You have some players that unexpectedly fall, and that's just because teams either address what they need or the best pick available. At that spot, but who do you have at number 24? Number 24, another retired player. Pouncy decides to retire. They have to protect Big Ben. Their needs do include, though, offensive tackle, QB, cornerback, and tight end. I think they're going to go with the best center in the entire draft. That's Landon Dickerson out of Alabama. Shocker. You have to address it, though. That is the mm-hmm. most important position aside from left tackle on the offensive lineman. Get the best player available at that position. And if you didn't catch it, we're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers because Drew didn't say the team name. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. So Pittsburgh Steelers at number 24. They were the worst rushing team in the league now, last year. And I actually have Najee Harris from Alabama at this spot. He is the best in what is a really weak draft for premium running backs. I mean, in just a heads up, in my mock draft, I only have one running back going in the first round. I think the Steelers, this will be a great addition for them. Najee Harris from Alabama at number 24. Number 25, Jacksonville Jaguars with their second pick from L.A. with their trade with Jalen Ramsey. Jacksonville has so many holes that I would take the best talent available at this position, and I have Trayvon Moring from TCU. He is the best safety in this class, and he's exactly what you would want in a safety and a great addition to the Jacksonville Jaguars at number 25. Jacksonville does get this pick from the L.A. Rams, I'm going with Trey Smith here. You draft Trevor Lawrence with your first overall pick. You need to protect him. He's a big offensive lineman out of Tennessee. 6'6", plays guard, would start right away to help Trevor Lawrence. Their other needs do include, as I alluded to earlier, cornerback, tight end, and safety after they draft Trevor Lawrence and Trey Smith. Number 26, we have the Cleveland Browns. Much of their secondary is headed for free agency, but I don't want them reaching for this position. They can grab Aziz Ojulari to line up opposite of Miles Garrett on the line. And since they didn't get J.J. Watt, which I know the Browns were one of the top teams to possibly get J.J. Watt, but because that deal didn't happen, they still need to get a talent opposite of Miles Garrett. And this is a position that would be perfect for them without them reaching. Browns desperately need defensive help. Edge linebacker and safety are their biggest areas. Their defense allowed more points than they scored. They have to help plug the middle of the field. Their linebacking core is one of the worst in the entire NFL. I think they're going Nick Bolton, linebacker out of Mizzou or Missouri. They have to address it. And I think their defensive line is much better than their linebacking core. So they have to address the middle of the field. Number 27, the Baltimore Ravens. Dan, what positions is the Baltimore Ravens draft? There's only one. And if it's not a wide receiver? It's a wide receiver. Or, oh, okay. I'm going Rondell Moore, wide receiver out of Purdue. They need a wide receiver or a tight end. I think they draft him here because he's the best wide receiver remaining. The unfortunate part of though, and he can't help this, I understand. He's just very small for a wide receiver. I think they're going to put him in the slot. Ravens do need to draft somebody at this skill position as far as wide receiver. Similar situation with the Titans. There's really only one position you're drafting. And the Ravens, they're drafting wide receiver, no doubt. It just depends on whether they want to go slot masters or speed guys. While there are some wide receivers with a little more talent, Kadarius Tony from Florida, a Florida Gator, he is explosive and the Ravens need more slot receivers to fix their problems. So at number 27, I have them going wide receiver. At number 28, we have the New Orleans Saints. I think that they'll trade back to grab some picks. They need a quarterback, but picking one at 28 would be a huge reach. They need wide receiver. In this case, Rondo Moore. He's better in the slot than on the outside, but he can play both. So just paging Michael Thomas on that one. uh, I have the Saints taking wide receiver here. For me, I'm going tight end for the New Orleans Saints. Pat Furrmouth out of Penn State. They need to get offense alignment, a quarterback, and a wide receiver. Sean Payton loves using tight ends in his offense, and I think more the merrier for him. Mm -hmm. I'm going with the tight end for the 28 spot for the Saints. Now the 29 spot. Don't get this wrong. The oh my gosh. The Green Bay Packers, who should what position should they draft? It's the one they should draft and the one they need to draft, and it's wide receiver. Funny enough, I'm not going that direction though. Okay. Well because you know I'm what? gonna go with what the Packers are known for doing, and that's for not drafting wide receivers in the first round. Yeah, well we see what how that got them in the uh championship games yeah, last year. Their their team needs are wide receiver and interior defensive lineman. The remaining wide receivers are a stretch. I think the Packers go best available here. And I think that's Jalen Phillips, defensive lineman out of Miami. Miami is loaded with defensive linemen in this draft. I think they addressed what is their biggest need. I think because there's such a drop-off after Rondell Moore at the wide receiver position that they can't just reach for someone here. Well, I'm going with the other Moore. I gave a Moore for the Saints, and I'm giving Moore for the Packers. Elijah Moore, old Miss Rebel, Put him in the slot with Adams. Bam. That's done. Next, number 30. <laughs> number 30, the Buffalo Bills. Now, we do have a mutual friend, Eric. I said, hey, Eric, who you guys drafting? He said Najah Harris. Running okay. back. They do need a running back up in Buffalo. It was exploited during the game, AFC Championship against the Kansas City Chiefs. I do like the pick of Najah Harris going here. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for you, Eric. I think he's going to be going a lot earlier. Yes. So for the bills, I'm going with the best safety in the draft. In my opinion, I think the best safety is Javon Holland out of Oregon. They need to address that in their secondary. They also need to address linebacker edge and running back too. They also need a guard. Um, I agree with Eric that this is, was a difficult pick for me because the bills do need a running back, but the person that they're picking at number 30 is an absolute steal and they can't pass him up. The Bills will take the first guard in this draft, and getting Elijah Vera Tucker at number 30 would be just incredible. He can do it all on the offensive line, and they'll need him to protect their weapon under center. I know that Drew has him going further in the draft, but just how my plays have shaken out for the Bills to get a guard at number 30, they can't pass it up, even though they need a running back. But like I said, there's not a lot of premium running backs in this draft, so you take the guard who's clearly better. At number 31, the Kansas City Chiefs, they don't have many weaknesses but interior help on their offensive line would be most needed. I have Wyatt Davis from OSU. He would provide nice insurance for this team, but there's no glaring needs for them. For me, I think their linebacking core needs to be addressed is by far their biggest weakness on the defensive side of the ball. They do need to address their wide receiver linebacking and cornerbacks. Now you say wide receiver, why do they need to address it? They have Tyreek kill. Well, that's all they have because if you look at the, the, depth chart of wide receivers there's a big drop off between hill and their next one and you saw what happened in the super bowl they yeah. they the, the double triple, cover yeah you know and tire kill able. and you're fine mm-hmm. now i'm going to say this name slowly and he goes by jok it's a linebacker out of notre dame jeremiah osu Karamoa. Uh, i don't know if that's right i apologize but i'm going with linebacker here for the kansas city chiefs now the super bowl champions the tampa bay buccaneers to me, it seems like maybe they don't even have any big issues. I think running back and tight end are their biggest needs. I could see them drafting Levi sirki Uh that's a hard name to to pronounce it's their like defensive it's line. It's speaking in tongues. Their defensive line is old and Levi could play a big part up front, but their running backs cannot catch out of the backfield. Daniel always talks about it. And I think Travis ETM out of Clemson, the second best running back in the NFL draft is going to be the last pick in the first round. You have Jeremiah Owusu-Karamoa going at number 31. I have him going at number 32 with the Bucks. This pick really depends on who returns on the offense and the defense. I think the defense will be harder to shore up with all the talent they have and the talent that they have leaving. Therefore, I think it'll be easy for them to keep their offense, which means they got to draft defense. So Owusu-Karamoa from Notre Dame would go here getting the second best linebacker at number 32 seems impossible, but sometimes it's just about need over talent for teams. And this is where the chips fall for me at number 32. And that's all the picks. That's all the picks. I want to remind everyone, these are who we believe these teams should select. It might not be flashy or what Mel Kuyper says. It's what we think should happen. Most likely won't, but we hope you guys enjoyed the most anticipated episode thus far. But before we wrap it up, three teams, they don't have any draft picks in the first round. The LA Rams, Seattle Seahawks, and the Texans. Rams, you need offensive tackle help, edge help, linebacker, and interior offensive line. It'll be hard for them to get anything in free agency because of their cap situation. So this is where they will turn in the draft. Those are your biggest needs. I think that you can find something offensive tackle or linebacker in the second round, but It's more difficult Um, than the the Rams. They don't have a what is it? 2024, 2025 until they get their next first rounder. It's going to be a long time. (laughs) So buckle up Rams for the, for the Seahawks. They'll need edge help, offensive tackle interior on the offense and defense and wide receiver. If it weren't for Jamal Adams, this pass rush for the Seahawks would be atrocious, even more so than it was this past year. So, In the second round, I think the Seahawks will go defense. In the same situation, the Rams will go offense in the second round. In the third team, God bless you, Texas. The Houston Texans, they really need anything, frankly. And if you don't have Deshaun Watson there next year, you're really starting from the ground up. I think they could possibly have the first overall pick next year if Deshaun Watson isn't there. And he says he's not playing for them. So even with that, the Texans are in a rebuilding mode. Um, so I really could say any position of help would be appreciated, but the defense is their glaring issue, and I see them going defense in the second round. That's all 32 picks, though. So let us know what you think that your team should draft. If you agree or disagree with us, this was exciting for us. We put in some of our own time and research into it. Hope you guys have liked it and enjoyed it. We did mention last week that we are changing the name of our podcast and what we're about. We're not going to go strictly football. We're going to branch out into all sports. Because we know that there are people that listen that love all sports, not just football. That helps grow the podcast and grow our audience. We appreciate you guys. See you next Thursday. Much love. Thanks for listening this week on the Pigskin Podcast. Subscribe to the pod on iTunes and Spotify so you'll never miss a show. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Pigskin. If you want to stay engaged throughout the week, give us a follow We want to hear from our listeners. Give us a breakdown. Signing off.